Hello there. I'm your host, J. Mark Kaplan. And I'm your host, Lucy Gervais. This is The Sex Show Radio. Your sex stories, our sex stories, all sex stories, live on Pirate Uncensored Radio. If you'd like to submit your story to The Sex Show Radio, send us an email at thesexshowmtl at gmail.com with your voice recording or written for us to read live. Follow us on Instagram at The Sex Show MTL for updates on the next show. This show is 18 plus. In case you brought the kids along, there's going to be kink and erotic content. If you can drink and vote in Quebec, then you can listen to this. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Sex Show. I'm here with Lucy. Hey, how's it going, Lucy? Hi, I'm wonderful, Jay. How are you? I'm feeling pretty good. Unfortunately, if you're listening to the audio-only version, you can't tell that Jay is recording from the pits of hell. Big red background, big red sheet that I assume used to be white. Yeah, it's covered in uh, fluids from demon sex. Sounds like you had a good Halloween. I did have a good Halloween. How was your Halloween? I'm awesome. I, I had a great Halloween. We spent watching a Rocky Horror live read with some of the original cast and then some of a complete recast. And it was great. I had so much fun watching that. And Tim Curry was there. Uh, and it was really uh, heartwarming to see him doing most of his lines. Yeah. Yeah, a little less sexy version of Tim Curry right now after a couple of strokes. I mean, that's my my opinion, but um, yeah, you know, a new a new take. It was touching. I would still fuck him <laughs> consensually. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's our second episode, uh, and I guess we have a new special guest, huh? Right. We have a new wonderful special guest. Uh, I'm really excited for her. She's a very good friend of mine. She's an awesome comic. She's a great producer. Unfortunately, uh, pretty much uh, a, an exclusively live comedy producer. So most of her projects are on hiatus right now. But she's here to tell, tell a nice story and to hang out with us. And I'm super excited to have her. Please give it up for Marie Soto. Woo! What? Welcome. Oh, what you look beautiful. Bro, that's, that was very generous. Um, I, I like being new. I like being wonderful. This is great. I'm having a great time and I just got here. That's what we hey, want. It's great. That's yeah, we're we having a good time too. I'm feeling it. I'm erect in my nipples. Yeah. Thinking about it. <laughs> want to learn more. Um, so Marie, can you tell us a little about yourself, uh, specifically in regards to your sex life currently and anything else you want to highlight? Yeah. Um, my sexual career, I would say over the years has been really adventurous i am like according to myself um i got really i got really great reviews and feedback from those um not so much right now because it's i'm like isolating pretty hardcore um mostly yeah i think most of the stuff that i'm watching is like gp group stuff i can't really get into girl and girl stuff but um and that's just my cup of sex um but yeah. Wait, wait, hang on. Um, Don't move on. I want to dive yeah, deeper sure. into that cup of sex for a second. What do you <laughs> okay. Have you ever had, have you ever been double penetrated? No, no. And I, I was on field this year and then that didn't go well because of just like, I'm not, sadly. I had a Jay, have fl- you? 
I haven't, and I've had a big flip on how I, I feel about that. I, I, I was really scared of watching double penetration and anal porn for a while. Like gaping assholes really, really scared me. And then, but lately I've been more and more intrigued and I'm specifically curious what it feels like to like be penetrating in a double penetration. Like, can you feel the other dude's cock like up oh. between, you know, like there's a big collaboration going on there that I find kind of, kind of intriguing. Yeah, I think it's just, it takes a lot of coordination and then it's like people's parts like just sometimes just don't fit or like proportions. Yeah, I've done it with my vibrator. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. How was that? I love that. That, that sounds amazing. So fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was nice. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, last episode yeah. we talked a lot about our our butts. That was kind of the key theme, getting more involved with them. So, okay, one yeah. thing is like you like the Double penetration porn and, and group sex. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. Oh, light, like some light kink. Um, I'm down with that. Not all the, like the shibori stuff. I think I can appreciate it like as an art form. Like I feel like it's a lot of like maintenance and a lot of like logistics and stuff. And like yeah, shibori um, looks complicated. It looks complicated. Yeah. I, I have um, a hard enough time tying my shoes. I feel like, alone. It's, it's <laughs> like if you're, yeah. Like I learned, yeah, like I learned how to, how to do like stuff just like from rock climbing, but I feel like having to do it, <laughs> that's not, that's not a thing. I find yeah. I really like like rough stuff, like yeah. in porn and like getting rougher and rougher, like through quarantine, like more and more. I, I watch know. a shit ton of incest porn just cause it's there. It's like such a high volume of it. I find it staggering. Like every kind of, the most default, I don't even have a sister or a stepsister. It's not really my thing, but is so much of it i know it's like the most popular genre right now is like step family porn i think it's just the age difference yeah. that people are yeah. really into yeah i think and that's, that's it. The, if you want one key word that's gonna get you a very young person and a much older person step whatever is gonna get you it's like just efficient in your search to get exactly oh, what you it's want. Like, if you're it's like, you know, a guy in his fifties, you know, and maybe like someone who's like just turned 18. My favorite porn category is barely regal. And that's someone who's like, just got some royal lineage in them, but not very much. <laughs> like the hat <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like they're wearing a hat to the royal wedding, but they're sitting way in the back. Damn. That's my kink. I think we should play a story. So our first story uh, is by a wonderful uh, Montreal actor and stand-up comedian who is also uh, just a very wonderful close pal of mine and uh, is just like a, an NDG fixture. Please give it up for Dara Mondu, and we're gonna play that in three, two, one. Okay, so many, many, many years ago, I had orchestrated that I was finally gonna get to hook up with this guy who was the super cute brother of one of my good friends. So we both had a great agreement that it was just gonna be for laughs, and sometimes when you do that, you put yourself in the great place of opening yourself up to a kind of sex that's like very chatty, conversational, not intense, not huge expectations. So that was great. I went over to his place after work and 
I think back then I just kind of assumed like everyone was as much Most a stoner as I was. So I was kind of like suggesting like, hey, maybe you want to relax and like smoke a J with me. And he was like, oh, no, I don't smoke weed. And I was like, OK, weirdo. But like I still indulged anyways. And uh, so we have like a round or two of like pretty good acquaintanceship bangs. And that was fine. Um, and then I actually made a reference to the fact that like. Um, it was funny that I had this like tiny baggie of cocaine in my purse from like a night out <laughs> a couple nights earlier. And he turns to me and he goes, oh, you have the only drug that I do in your purse right now. And that really kicked the night <laughs> up. So out comes the blow and it goes in a little line on my bum and on my boobs. And he did it off the lines and stuff. And we felt like rock stars. Um, and I think I even got him to like choke me a little bit. And then I was like, come on, hit me, like slap me in the face. And he like winds up like he's gonna. And he goes, no. And I was like, why not? And he's like, I'm afraid of like the coke strength. Like, I don't want to hurt you. And I was like, you're not gonna hurt me. Like, <laughs> so began basically the beginning of what would become like a years and years argument of like who would beat who if we actually came to blows in a fight. Because I did end up seriously dating that guy for many, many, many years. So um, all you need is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. All right. Couldn't agree more with that last sentence. Yeah, a lot of great relationships start off with cocaine. That's the... Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, my favorite part of the story is when she... How her voice changed when she was talking about having him rail coke off her tits. Like boobs. And, you know, you can see how much that felt awesome yeah yeah, yeah that, that her voice started like dance fun. around yeah yeah she was like my boobs um i think yeah no it's it was nice that he was like the courtesy behind like i don't want to do it i don't want to hit you because i'm scared of the coke strength yeah that yeah. is way better than if someone hits you just to see yeah. if you're okay with it or not yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've had that happen. how was that was that good too hard i've had that happen and i and it's really fucked up because i personally not only do i hate seeing it in porn when people get smacked in the face like it totally takes me out of the mood i personally like do not like being slapped in the face and i've had people literally be like smack and i'm like don't what the fuck is wrong with you yeah yeah what the fuck is wrong with you you know what i mean like this is why we need more sex education in schools okay you ask before you slap. But like, I mean, the other part is, is you know, like with consent too, like how much pain turns you on, like the control versus like the real injury, you know, like really feeling like, yeah. I mean, how much, how just, much have you, how, how rough have you ever gotten? Like what's the roughest, you know? No, not that rough. Um, I, I can usually allow someone to spank my ass pretty hard and like my thighs a little bit. Interesting fact, your thighs are more sensitive than your butt. I don't like, the thighs are more sensitive to me. They, they're way more sensitive. Yeah. They are. I feel like I've been roughed around, like, oh, God, this is going to ruin my political career. <laughs> with, like, choking <laughs> and stuff and, like, spanking and, like, being tied up. But, like, yeah, no, I think it's, like, there's there's an intuition of, like, when someone's gone too far and, like, when you got to call it. Right? I, I have a story which I is awful, and I'm very scared to tell it, but I'm, I'm going to tell it because, you know, I lived in... <gasps> Danger. In in Asia, it's like talking about consent and like roughness. Like I lived in Hong Kong like a long time ago, and I remember I was seeing somebody, and 
this next statement, like, I don't even know how to say it without just being a horrible person, but I don't know if you've ever watched, like, Japanese porn, but people say no a lot in Japanese yes. porn, you know? Yes. And, like, cry, like, it hurts. It's like a, it's like a, yeah. And if you ever have sex with a Japanese lady, like, and not, I'm sure not everybody, but, you know, there, that is, like, a, a, a thing of just being, like, like, itai, itai means, like, a, a light, you know, pain, and it's like a, it's like a thing. So, um, and I remember being with this girl and being, like, you know, she was kind of being like, no, no. And then, and then I remember like penetrating her, looking at her and being like, Jesus Christ, like, does she, does she need it? Like, am I fucking assaulting this girl right now? Or is, you know, and it was like such a, I swear, and I, I was terrified and like stopped. I'm like, okay, we can't, you know, can't do this. And, and, you know, we continued to date, but it was, just, it was so unclear in the moment what the hell was going on, you know, like, I was so confused and I thought it was, you know, and I suddenly that it was like, it was like lightning hit me. Like I just totally doubted my perception of what was going on. Like, is, is this a game we're playing or is this like, is this totally like, I'm just misunderstanding it. I, I, I freaked out. I couldn't even, yeah, it was, it was yeah, very that terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, it was really, it was pretty, pretty hot until then. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, until you <laughs> freaked out. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. I had a guy freak out at me once because we were fooling around and I was kind of very playfully being like, no, no. And he fucking stopped the whole thing and he turned on the lights. He was like, we didn't agree to this. This is freaking me out. I have neighbors who knows what they're going to hear and assume. And I was sitting there like naked, just like, okay. <laughs> uh, cool. I think I'm going to go. <laughs> like, yeah, so consent like, you, and communication explain, is important. But like, yeah, because like, I, I would never say like, no, and mean yes. Like, I, it's, I've never done that before. You know, I've never been like, no, come well, on, quit it. Like, I assumed because we were literally very much fucking that the indication would be that it was kind of light and playful and not like an actual withdrawal of consent. But I, you know, I was like maybe 21 at the time, so mm. I could have known better, but I, I'm not too hard on myself for that. And also like the response was very clear of just like, if we're gonna do that, we're gonna talk about it. And I learned a lesson that day for sure. But I guess there's kind of like, a, that's like a roughness that isn't necessarily physical. You know, because if you're kind of a baby when it comes to physical pain, like I kind of am, I like it for a little bit, but then like some people really like it and I'm not one of those. But right. I think it's a way to bring a new sort of roughness into a sexual act without it being like something you can actually like, uh, like without crossing a physical pain threshold. I think yeah. that's why people like it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, I do like to be right. like kind of tied up, but I mean, that's, but then it's like, yeah, it's like, it's tough, eh? It's cause it's like culturally, like it's so unacceptable as it should be. But like, you know, it's like, you can't say like, no means yes. Like that's not ever all okay. It's like the whole yeah. basis of rough sex and, and, and SNM and everything is like consent, right? Like in clarity. And then. Yeah. You have to talk about it beforehand. Yeah. 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 That's why right. people have safe words. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of into exploring it more too. I'm very curious about those kind of things, you know, like, like, um, you know, I, I used to like to think of myself as like a nice guy. I'm like, I'm nice. You know, I wouldn't do that shit. And then having a partner being like, you know, I wish you would really just like, you know, ground my head into the mattress and use me to do whatever the fuck you want and just treat me like a total object and, and just do whatever the fuck, you know, like that's what gets me off. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it makes me wonder, like, how do you, you know, from the aggressor side, like, how do you access that part of yourself better and like, let it out and tap it in? Like, I'm, cause I, a lot of people I talk to, I remember from one of my friends said like, I'm not so much a sub as I'm like lazy. Like, I just want someone else to do the, to do the work. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I think generally I've been like the the top or the power player. I feel like a lot of like some dudes that are like like it's more so they're scared of like how much they they can do, which is a thing. It's the, it comes down to communication <laughs> and like, yeah. connecting in a genuine way. Like I remember I had this ex who wanted me to choke him and I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel confident in my ability to know when it's too much and like blah, blah, blah. So we came up with this like signal where if it was too much, they would just hit my arm and I'm like, cool. Um, But they like waited a long, like too long before signaling that it was too much. Like it was like a little while and then then he hit my arm and I was like, okay, I'll stop. And I was like, so how was that? Like it was too much. He was like, it was too much immediately. And I was like, this is why I didn't, like I didn't kill him. Yeah. And I kind of wish I did in retrospect. Oh my God, I'm just kidding. But yeah, see, that's something I'm not comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like, I I, kind of understand why people are scared to be put in that position. Because he literally asked me. And I was like, okay, and let's make sure there's like a signal in place to make sure this doesn't not go this way. And then he's just like toughing it out until he's, it's been long enough where it doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm like, now I feel even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh my God. There's yeah. one toughing it out thing that happens to me sometimes, which it's such a weird thing. It's nothing to do with S&M at all. But sometimes when somebody's on top of me and they're getting really into it and they're going so high up that it's like basically the tip of my dick is like just barely still inside, very violently fucking me. I get so worried that they're going to like break my dick. <laughs> like, like I just can't like, you know, I'm like, are you used to fucking people with like bigger dicks than me? Like, you're used to more length, like more, more, more runway, you know, to, to, to run on this. <laughs> and I just, I just get so nervous and it just gets in my head and I can't stop thinking about it. You're like, why are you jumping so high like, up? <laughs> is this That's, the Olympics? Yeah, and I never say stop. I always try to like grab their ass and like, you know, kind of cement it better or like down. Like, how about that limit? You know, and it's like- Bring him back and, down to earth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I have almost done that. (laughs) I've been that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand why, but yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you tough it out. I think think that's a good segue for our next story, um, which is also kind of about, you know, rough stuff and uh, consent. Trigger warning. This story features descriptions of violence and assault. Uh, so this next story is from a singer, songwriter, author, producer, and burlesque performer from Montreal. She's drama-filled, politically driven, classic rock with a twist. She's graced us with a short excerpt from her new book, Bad Girls Don't Cry. Oh, wow. Uh, so get, oh, yeah. She made, wrote a book. I didn't write a book. So get ready, <laughs> get ready for the hourglass sinner who will eat you for dinner while Delilah. I met this one guy, Sam, at a friend's countryside wedding in the woods. I was dancing by the bonfire when he fearlessly approached me. Hey, I saw you dancing. I could tell you have a secret. You're a kinky girl, aren't you? He said as a statement, not a question. I couldn't help but smile. I never could hide anything about myself from people. I knew it. I could see it in your eyes. I looked at him teasingly. And what? You think you can handle me? You? He stepped closer. Have no idea closer again until he was an inch from my face, what I'm capable of. Eventually, we came up with an exciting plan that involved him breaking into my basement apartment when I slept in the middle of the night to dominate me. Sure, I knew it could be extremely dangerous, 
but I had my safe word after all. If I was to ever say the safe word, everything had to stop. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I made sure he understood this crucial piece of information, to which he confirmed he did. And all I had to do was wait. A couple weeks passed. It was the middle of the night. I woke up groggily by a creaking noise and the bed moving slightly. My eyes flickered open. To this day, I can clearly remember the panic I felt in that moment. A man was standing on my bed, towering over me, dressed completely in black, wearing leather gloves and a ski mask. All I could see were his eyes, and they looked terrifying. I have to admit, the sex was amazing. This man knew what he was doing. He was controlled, mechanical. He satisfied my desires over and over again until he finally finished. By the time he left, the bed was covered in my cum, and I laid in my puddles with my eyes open for hours, reliving the fantasy for which I had spent years longing. My fear in the moment was so intoxicating, and the afterthought of it melted me and kept me longing for more. That was the first of many visits I would have over the next few months. I never knew when he would show up. We never spoke in between his visits. It was like our dirty little secret. Sadly, though, that mutual understanding and passion we shared turned sour. One night, Sam woke me up with an excessively hard slap to the face, then bound my hands and feet to the bed with rough rope. I couldn't move at all. His hands were too rough. I felt my bones quiver under his grip. He slapped my face over and over, harder than I had ever been hit before. I wanted so badly to cry out my safe word, but I despised using it. Like, truly, passionately hated it. I felt like it was a cop-out, a sign of weakness, so I stopped myself from uttering my only defense. My hands were nearly purple and numb by the time he finally untied me. I had lost interest in his returning again, and I decided to push him away. But I was careless in my actions, and I pushed his big red do-not-push button, the one that challenged his manhood. We were chatting online when Sam replied to my request for him to stop coming over. Okay, well, if you are 100% certain you don't want it, just tell me and we'll forget about it entirely. I can't tell if you're serious or not anymore. I could have just told him I didn't, but I was bored. I was still within the confines of the game, so I tested him with my swords to see what he would do with them. <laughs> Weakness. What a turn-off. You fucking bitch. You had me going. Now I will not be made a fool of no matter what you say. You just put yourself in a very dangerous position. I can't wait to knock you down to the floor and make you taste your own blood. Shit. I couldn't tell if he was serious, and I wasn't comfortable with where this conversation was headed. So I put aside the game for a moment of clarity, and I wrote the unspeakable. Safe word. What's the matter? Not so tough anymore with your shit? Now deal with the consequences. The illusion of the game was instantly shattered. You really think I'm going to let you break in for real? You're fucked, I wrote in desperation. Who said anything about letting me, he replied, and then immediately signed offline. Two months went by. One night, a gentle knock came to my bedroom door. As I turned the handle, the door rapidly swung open and sent me flying back a couple of feet into the wall behind me. Before I could come to terms with what was happening, Sam had me pinned against the wall by my throat. There was something different about the way he was holding me. My eyes moved from his tormenting glare down to a glimmer of reflected ceiling light, and it all became clear to me. He was holding a knife. It's such a terrifying game when we don't follow the rules. 
We must create a world where people can feel comfortable with their fantasies instead of repressing them so fully that one day they are unleashed on poor, unsuspecting souls. Unsuspecting. Well, we don't anticipate that the world can be so cruel, but we are creating it to be that way. What the fuck just happened to my ears? Yeah. I mean, and what happened? Uh, that's a true story i'm not sure i kind of want to know what happened afterwards with yeah the knife situation jesus christ that's intense that's very intense i uh i'm i'm a little at a loss for words which is very rare for me yeah how's uh, everybody feeling (laughs) i guess the way it trailed off i was like i mean there must be like a fictional element to the story i hope so I hope yeah. he didn't actually break into her house and put a knife to her neck. If it's okay, so riddle me this though: if it's like okay, if it's a fictional story, I think it is because I is think she would have called the police and wouldn't have been telling it in such an erotic sense. Like, yeah, is it still erotic then? If it's like a fiction, if it's like a fantasy? Well, yeah, of course it is. Most like, what do you think? Fucking Fifty Shades of Grey is <laughs> not a biography. Yeah, but what about like Scream? Like, is that erotic? You know, like that's like getting that's close not... to someone's like, jerking off to that. It... That ending was like, that was, that was a lot. That was. Do you find horror movies arousing? Um, you know, what's weird. I think it's kind of hot when like the hero is like cast down for a moment. I'm always like, yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) For a moment, especially if it's a dude. Or you know, it's hot in Aladdin when Jasmine is in the (laughs) giant sand hourglass. (laughs) That's a horror scene. My fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost, when he becomes a human, maybe in ghost form. I mean, that was that was into into the roller coaster. These things that are children's children's films and not horror movies. Vampire movies, yes. Bambi when his mother gets shot. (laughs) No, but vampire movies hot. Like, I think, oh, Queen of the Damned. There was a lot of orgy in there. Okay, Blade? Blade. Blade is a sexy fucking movie. Okay, here's an example of what I was talking about earlier. There's that scene in Blade where Wesley Snipes has had all of his blood, like, drained from him by the bad guys. So, like, the love interest from that movie has to go and, like, save him. And he has to, like, suck all of her blood so that he can have blood and he can go to defeat the bad guys, that scene is, that was like a sexual awakening for me when I was like 14. And then he goes and he does end up saving her in the end. I'm pretty sure. Spoiler alert, by the way, for everyone who (laughs) has never seen the first Blade movie. But that is a really hot scene, I think. I I read a ton of Anne Rice when I was a teenager and I really like Interview with the Vampire. There's a lot of erotic people getting murdered scenes in that movie like oh, yeah love definitely it. like it's i'm dying but like it's worth it it's just worth it just you know like you got brad pitt or tom cruise to an extent in platforms mm-hmm. and like you know and like heaving bosoms and like yeah. just getting the life drained out of you and being really scared and being like no like you're just my fucking food right now and yeah. <laughs> this is it just like get into it you know yeah, yeah. that scene where they drag out that naked woman in front of all those vampires and then like 15 of them like go to town on her yeah that was pretty fucking sick yeah that was pretty sweet to me yeah it's funny about fiction like i remember one time being in this heavy metal bar and like 
the bartender, you know, they're covered in like plastic skulls and, and all this shit. I'm like, you know, I really love like plastic skulls and rubber death, but I would not be happy if these were real corpses. Like it would be a totally different experience. And it's like, why do I love rubber skulls and real, not real corpses? And the, he had a very, this metal bartender had like a very insightful perspective on it. And he's like, the, the fake ones are like a reminder of it. They're a reminder that these things, you know, exist. It's almost like a um, memento mori, you know, like you want to like live more. It's not the same as real death. Car- you know, cartoon violence is not the same as real violence at all. It's, it's, it's like, it's titillating because it's reminding you how safe you are in a way, you know? Um, it's so over the top and cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you're not really in danger. They just remind you. Know, so I think that's kind of what's exciting about it. It's all, it's, it's almost like as rough as you can get with still feeling safe. It's like really about feeling safe in a way, you know? Cause it's like the minute you really feel like in danger, I wonder if it's like you're scared. Like being scared is not too much of a, a turn on. It's not as exciting, you know? Yeah. Like your being, body having your life shit. threatened sounds not sexy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if someone who I had had rough, sex with and like while they were there we like played this whole fantasy if they like showed up to my house unannounced to like come do the same thing call i would fucking call the police immediately be like i'm afraid of you this is too much i mean i just i had a question about the ski mask because that's a big thing that was like cold outside yeah but like what kind of ski mask like are we talking like a baklava are we talking like actual like like did you say a baklava you said fucking baklava you know what i meant like the mediterranean pistachio dessert i'm coming with baklava i'm wearing baklava on my face do you want to me Listen, for someone with a peanut allergy, that is terrifying. That's dangerous. I, I will smear you with peanuts. But I just want to know, like, was it the thing with, like, the little peeper, like, the hoodie? The balaclava. The balaclava, yeah. Was it that, or was it ski mask, like... Like, you're like, going skiing, like, with goggles? Yeah, skiing, like, I was like, because that makes a difference in the turn-on. Like, Which one do you prefer? I don't... I think it would be cool... I just want to... I want a hockey no, mask. Um, I was like, I, think, I don't know, like, like a cool, like, masquerade mask? I don't like, know. some eyes wide shut? Shit. Yeah, yeah. Or like, ooh, like something with tassels. Like a little piratey. <laughs> like pasties? <laughs> you know, when you're asking for clarification on a ski mask, I feel like you're really stretching like the limits of what could possibly be implied here. Like when you say ski mask, do you mean like, like a, I, I, like I a tasseled masquerade? Like, no, you were asking me what I would be into, and that's what I'm saying. A tass- oh, okay. tasseled mask. Like a cool fucking all... I'll send you a, a, a Getty image. <laughs> oh my God. Mary wants to fuck a theater student. <laughs> Lucy, how are you feeling about telling a story? Okay, so uh, when I first moved to Montreal, I wanted to fuck hot French guys. And I still do. Still, if any hot French guys are listening to this, I probably want to fuck you, but you have to be actually hot and actually French. Okay, so... Back to my story. I got Hinge, which I don't know if you guys are aware of Hinge. It's probably the best dating app. Marie mentioned Field earlier. That one's also very good, but it's got a lot of bugs. And I met this guy on Hinge who was so hot and French. I was like, that's the criteria. But usually, like, you know, everyone's on a dating app, right? The conversations can so easily go nowhere. And at the time, I had a picture of myself in a pink dress, 
sitting on a chair covered in butterflies. That was the fabric, it's a butterfly fabric, and wearing a crown. Because uh, it was a photo from one of my, it was a photo from my going away party when I was moving into Toronto. And the first thing he said was like, do you just walk, do you just wear a crown and just like lounge about on a daily basis? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. I'm gorgeous. Duh. And he was like, okay, well, how do you feel about like bunny, bunny costumes and, um, and like walking someone around on a leash? And I was like, uh, oh, that sounds pretty fun. Sounds like some weird Lucy Gervais shit right there. So that kind of like kept the conversation going, you know. And he, we were talking about like kinks and he seemed pretty experienced in kinks. And I'm, I'm still like, I, I have experience in some kinks, but I've never really met a kinky person who I've dated for a long period of time or who's like shown me more things. It's been like very happenstance, gotten to do some like fun kinky stuff. And I know what I like to keep in my little, um, my repertoire for another time, you know? So I was, I was definitely like, oh, someone with more experience. This is going to be fun. We only wound up hooking up a couple of times, but the first time we hooked up was pretty amazing because I was kind of nervous. He was like, hey, we can meet up. Like, just let me know. And I was like, yeah, sure, we will. And I was like, oh, this guy's so hot. He seems really nice. But I'm also just, like, scared of strangers, right? I Does anyone else get that sometimes? Meeting yeah, strangers stranger is scary. Meeting strangers is scary, yeah. 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 And then I kind of left him on read for a few days. And he was like, hey, just so you know, no pressure to meet up. If you just want to talk a little while longer first, like, that's totally reasonable. And I was like, oh, okay, like, sure, I'll keep talking to you. Still interested, but just like a little overwhelmed. Like I just moved to a new city, still trying to find a job, trying to do uh, stand-up comedy and trying to like make sense of my life here. And then one night I was at an open mic, uh, like my favorite open mic to go to pretty much there every Tuesday, uh, mostly because it had $4 beers and I love a good deal. Heading home with a bag of A&W in my hand from my open mic and I'm heading home and I'm just like, you know what, I, that guy's so hot, I should just go for it. I should just send him a message. So out of nowhere, We've gone from like the app to like Facebook chat, but we're not Facebook friends. Cause like who wants Facebook friends anymore anyway. Oh. And then out of nowhere, I'm just like, Hey, how's it going? And he was like, Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm like, not bad. Just, you know, just coming home, had a few drinks. Like just had some food. Now I'm all riled up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hadn't eaten the food yet. It was in my hand. Did you have a mama like, burger or a papa burger? Uh, probably a teen or an uncle. Ooh, that's some people's favorite porn category. We started texting and I, I'm not, I basically cut the cut to the chase that I'm feeling kind of riled up and uh, was no longer kind of shy about talking. So I get home, I like drunkenly eat my food, which if you've ever seen me eat, it's too fast. Uh, very sexy stuff. You've seen me eat. Pretty sexy because and I feel that's why it reminds you of sex because you really like it. Like you really like it. You love food. You love fast food. Like I know. I love food so in general. Much. I'm like, oh, mm, oh. <laughs> I like to like, I like to say to my food, I'm like, you're a dirty little slut, aren't you? Uh. The saddest thing about you being vegan is I'll never see you eat a smoked meat sandwich again. It's like, I'm thinking about it now. I didn't think about it until just now. How great it's that true. was. true. 
Yeah. Well, if you can, if you can find me a vegan smoked meat sandwich, because they do exist, and I will eat it, because it does sound good. Doesn't sound good to anyone who does eat meat, but can you but do for a me, mukbang? Can you do a mukbang video one day? No, I hate mukbang. Okay, I'm telling you. Okay, story. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, get back on track. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. So, <laughs> I sent him an old but good nude. Right? We've all done this. Ooh. You're not always in the right lighting or angle yeah. or ability to take yeah, yeah, the yeah. nude. We, no one says no to a nude. It doesn't matter. They're yeah, not it's it. like they still haven't seen it before. They're not like, oh, pff, you've already worn this outfit. Like, I'm, and I'm the first thing I said, I always send a picture of my ass. Yeah. Because they know the face is good. The face is on the dating app. They probably don't know about the ass because they've never seen me walk away yet. So send an ass pic and he's immediately just like, oh, hell yes. Is it okay if I send you a dick pic? And I was like, is it okay? Um, so polite. Send me the fucking dick pic or else. So he sends me a dick pic. A dick literally as long as my own fucking head. Just like oh. a tall, a tall dick. And I was like, why I came on this yes, show. Bitch work. I was what? like, this is awesome. So the only thing is, he's like, I'm in Mexico right now. And I was like, that is okay. So I was like, all right, for this evening, it's going to be just like talking and sexting and whatnot, which is actually fine. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know if my, if I was really fully going to just meet up with him after doing an open mic and eating a bunch of A&W and just like sending a picture of my ass. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good preamble. So he's like, I'm in Mexico, but I'm going to be back in like another couple of days. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, send me as many pictures of your dick in the meantime as possible. So he, and it's funny because I sent him an old butt pic. He sends me an old dick pic. When the lighting gets better in Mexico, he sends me like a brand new dick pic. And it's just, it looks like a fucking, like a, like a less wide volcano. And I was just like, oh my God, I am so excited. And he's like, just so you know, I haven't come yet. And I was like, that's actually genuinely surprising. Cause we were like sexting for a while, like the night before. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, no, 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 I'm saving it for you. I was like, oh my God, this cum is gonna come all the way from Mexico just for me. This is great. I love this. So <laughs> I just die. <laughs> and that's Empire. why I have so much brain damage. So another day like goes by. He's like on his way back to Mexico. He's texting me. He's like, I'm so excited to see you. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, like I'm done work at this time. Come over. You can come over like for three in the afternoon whenever. I still haven't met this person, but immediately they're just going to come over and have sex with me, which I don't think I've even ever done before. Uh, Cause it's like something that they teach you just not to do. So anyway, he misses his flight and he messages me so disappointed. He's like, I have to wait even longer. And I'm like, well, I have, I have, I have like a show and like, it's not going to be done until this time. Come over after the show. Okay. So I go to like the comedy nest. I do a set. When I'm done my set, I'm like, hey, I'm going to leave early. I don't say it's to go get some like imported semen. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm leaving now. And I go home. 
and I tidy up a bit because that's like the polite thing to do is not to show people how you live. Yeah. And then I get a message and it's, he's like, yeah, I'm on my way, blah, blah, blah. Do you want anything? I'm like, beer would be cool. And I get a little knock on my door and I open the door and it's this gorgeous, tall, fucking wavy French guy with long, dark brown hair that's wavy with a few touches of gray. And I invite him into my house and I'm terrified, but also like very intrigued. We sit on my couch, we have a polite conversation. And then I think I was the instigator cause I was just kind of like, oh, <laughs> this is everything that I had like hoped for when starting this like dating app excursion. Like what, 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 what are we waiting? What else do like, this is, this is great. This is perfect. And then we like fucked the whole night. And when he does inevitably come all over me, a little bit lands in my mouth. In fact, a whole bunch lands in my mouth. And then he leans in and makes out with me while it's still in my mouth. And he asked me to spit it back into his. And I was like, wow, this cum has been all over. This cum is more well-traveled than I am. Uh, <laughs> so that's my story. I that's think it's hot. really cute. I think it's pretty hot where someone was just yeah. like, I'm saving this for you. Like, I'm not going to come until I come back to fucking Montreal and like get to get to really like let this um, tension build. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is the kind of sex I want to have, you know? Yeah. So, so what happened? Did, did you guys hook up again after? We hooked up once after, and then it ended in like the shittiest way where he, oh my God, okay. He got like kind of he, he kind of got me tooed Oy. by his ex who works in the same industry as him and he was like I'm not dating anymore right now because of how fucked up this is and I was like did you do it <laughs> like it was really I was like well this ruined that and oh, the dear. creepy thing is is that I've kind of checked to see if he's social media stuff ever came back up because it all kind of came down and i was like maybe he just blocked me on everything to come up with some excuse to like never talk to me again no his shit is still down and like i'm like okay well hope you didn't do it because i don't feel okay before 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 we get before we get into this topic i just want to say that holly go lightly 69 said in the chat that the pickup mile end has vegan pulled pork not smoked meat but close so holly go lightly 69 so if you want to eat like a really meaty sandwich if i i I want you to eat a really meaty sandwich so i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note you just want to watch me eat it you fucking pervert watch you i want to watch you it does it it turns me on a little bit but it's not even it's yeah it's kind of erotic but it's it's not like i'm gonna want to like jerk off and watch you eat a sandwich i just it's great and you take such joy in it do you remember when we were at the main and the waiter was it, were you there when one of the waiters kept coming by and just being like, you really like that sandwich? And I was like, yes, yeah, you're such a dick. I do. And then he walked away and I, I put the sandwich down. I was like, Jay, this happens to me all the time. This happens to me here. And this happens to me at Schwartz's. While I'm eating my fucking sandwich, the male staff are always like, yeah, you like that sandwich. I'm like, it's, it's true. It's so true. Like they get turned on watching me eat. Cause I'm just like, I just hate being hungry, you know? 
like a hot French Canadian guy's giant cock. It's like nom nom nom. <sighs> I, <laughs> I want to watch you eat a sandwich to... now. Okay, it'll be in the Patreon. Okay. You know what's sad? I have never been able to head. find. I haven't been able to find another French guy who was as hot, as fun to have sex with, and had as big a dick. And I've tried. <laughs> I'm I'm still trying. I'm still attempting to find that combination. Doesn't even have to be French. Okay. Like if you put out that video changed. of you eating meat, anything is possible. Well, I think I'm you should try to manifest that. that. Just eat some sandwiches yeah. and like manifest. Imagine the feeling of like beautiful French Canadian cock up in you and, and that it will come to you yeah. and the universe will provide. I think Hopefully yeah. one of my listeners, hey, Holly, go lightly. Even if you don't, even if you're not French Canadian and don't have a massive dick, I'll still come eat a sandwich with you. You, se- you seem cool. cool. You seem like you're looking out for me. Yeah, so I've had this kind of anti- so anticipation, right? Like, like knowing that somebody's coming over to fuck you. Like this happened to me recently, like yesterday. And... <laughs> I think it's so hot. I know, like, yeah. like it's, yeah. you know, like, like you know, like it's like it's like not even like, oh, I'm gonna come over and like maybe we'll fuck. That happens all the time, right? Where it's like, okay, I'll make you dinner and then I'll like make a pass to you, but it's like, no, like we're gonna get together explicitly because I want to fuck you. And in the yeah. lead up, all the little photos and texts and just knowing everything and just thinking about it, like, I'm oh yeah, I have an appointment. What's gonna happen then? We're gonna fuck. I just, yeah. it's very exciting. Oh. I was trying to manifest that for after this podcast, but the person who'd be coming over to fuck me has a sore throat. Aw. Oh, no. Uh. no. Fuck, I'm sorry. It's, it's so okay. fun, though, like, when you're, like, I'm at, when you're at work sexting, or, like, I'll be in a meeting, and I will be making eye contact with my boss, and I'm like, yeah, you're yeah. fucking through a wall, like, shit like that. Or you're recording, like, a live stream, and somebody's sexting you, you know, like. Yes. <laughs> that, too. Yeah. It, Jay, don't uh, talk about our private conversations like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're sexting Jay. Fucking yeah. eat that Uncle Baby. T- eat that Uncle Sandwich. Eat that teenage Uncle Sandwich. The teenage Uncle Sandwich. Can you do an OnlyFans, please? <laughs> Big Daddy Burger. Food, or should I should start a Mustang? Proportionally, all the guys, like a lot of the guys that I fucked, have been like way tall and pr- like pretty up. <laughs> pretty big yeah no like yeah like australian guy like three times my size that's hot yeah super hot i love tall guys or i love tall people tall anyone i'm like hi yeah everybody's taller (laughs) than me though like it's but like i feel like i can be rougher on them because i'm so tiny so like when we're doing rough play like (laughs) it's like watching a chihuahua by the way like i'm sh- i'm like five seven i'm pretty short but like i, I like tall women i like women who are taller than me and kind of relates to what you guys are, are saying that's hot i love yeah. it yeah something about height disparities is like uh, uh, uh. but like logistically when you're trying to do it in like tinier in smaller places it's like more work and i'm not as flexible as i used to be like in bathrooms and stuff like Gotta do the tippy toes in the shower yeah. situation. And that can be dangerous. Yeah. But it's like, depending on the angle, like, I... <laughs> so my favorite thing about fucking someone much smaller than me is the, the feats of strength aspect where you lift them up, which oh, yeah. I always find distracting to being, like, totally in the moment. But if I can catch a reflection, like, your arms look really good when you're, like, holding somebody. Yes, <laughs> oh. you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking you now. You know, there's, that's fun. Okay, um, so I guess we have one more story and then we have Marie... But yeah, that actually, 
the uh the next story is also kind of about a sex appointment but um this story is from a very lovely performer who is very near and dear to my heart a fantastic sexy talented producer dancer uh teacher montreal's little red devil of burlesque i'm very honored to have her on the show tonight el diablo so this is a story from the vault from about 10 years ago i had just bought myself my first condo and it's worth noting that one of the major selling features for me uh, was the bathroom, which was equipped with a beautiful soaking tub and a pretty sexy glass standing shower. Around the time that I moved in, I was also going through a very, very, very bad breakup. And I was sad and, you know, lonely and, and doubting my self-worth and all of those things that people go through when they go through a breakup. But that didn't stop me from putting myself right back out there and trying to get back on the scene. So I met somebody and, uh, you know, we started seeing each other pretty casually. You know, we'd, we'd have lunch or we'd have drinks or whatever and I'd come home and get in my bathtub with a bottle of wine and put on some Adele and bawl my eyes out at night. Yes. That was kind of like during the Queen. day, sexy fun me, at night grappling with heartbreak and perhaps minor alcoholism me, right? But whenever he would text me, I would, you know, let him know that I was in the bath. I'd omit the part about the sloppy cry singing and whatever, but I would, you know, kind of drop it into conversation and um, let his imagination run wild, if you will. So after a couple of weeks of seeing each other and my always telling him I was in the bath, he alluded to the fact that perhaps I was the cleanest person that he knew, or maybe I had a bit of an OCD problem. Uh, keep in mind, he wasn't in possession of all the information, right? So he comes over for dinner, and like I said, I was feeling pretty desperate at the time, and I went all out, like filet mignon and lobster tails and wine and whatever, and I had this whole, like, secret sexy plan going. So inevitably, the conversation during the evening moves towards, am I going to see the infamous bathtub? Which I'd be lying if I didn't assume it was gonna go that way anyway. So I said, absolutely. So off I go to run a bath and I filled the bath with probably more bubbles than I've ever put in a bath ever in my life. And I light a bunch of candles and I create this like super sexy atmosphere, whatever, and we head off to go take a bath. He gets in first, all is cool. I slide into the tub. There are so many bubbles in this bath that I can barely see the person who's sitting like not three feet in front of my face. And he exclaims loudly, oh my God. And silly me, he goes, I know, so many bubbles, right? And he said, no, you're on fire. <laughs> And sure enough, in the darkened, candlelit bathroom, I had lost track of a rogue tea light amongst the bubbles and had, I guess, stuck my head in it. So thankfully, my hair was in a bun on top of my head, otherwise I would have lost an entire head of hair. He proceeds to start flapping about wildly in the bathtub, trying to um, put out my head fire. And um, <laughs> at this point, I'm like, I can fix this. I can Throw totally salvage this evening. Uh, this is still, it's going to go well. It's going to be fine. So I get out of the tub and I get into my glass shower and figure I'll just, you know, shower off and we can proceed with the evening's festivities. But the second I turned the tap on in the shower and stood under the shower, the bathroom filled with the smell of burnt hair, which uh, I think most humans know is far from the sexiest smell out there. 
So I promptly got out of the shower um, in time to notice him promptly getting out of the bathtub. I toweled off assuming I was going to stay naked. He toweled off and promptly put the rest of his clothes back on. And I don't think more than four minutes passed before he had left my condo. Mm. So I did what any sensible girl would do. I ran a bath, I lit some candles, and I put on some Adele. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> oh, oh, that was amazing. That yeah. Everything in it. Oh, wow. Girl, your head's on fire. <laughs> yeah. You like literally. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what do we seen. think of the guy leaving? Yeah, I interesting. Mean, Go ahead, Mary. Did he check Marie? in? Was he like, hey, are you, is there anything I can help with? Are you all right? Or did he just like up and leave? Well, I mean, I think if he was a bit on the courteous side, she probably would have mentioned. Yeah, that sucks. So I feel like it's important to put the leaving in context of also that she's going through so much heartbreak. Because what this story reminds me of is times where you are feeling lonely and you want to be near someone, but you're just not really deep inside into it. You know what I mean? Like you want some relief and you're like trying to make it happen. I do this shit too. Like you prepare. You're like, I'm going to make this sexy. I'm going to get the bath. I'm going to get the food. I'm going to get all the things, you know, I'm going to, and then trying to control the situation. But, you know, if you're not like really feeling it, it's palpable. So to me, if I interpret the guy leaving it, cause like, if you really like somebody, you're not just gonna like up and fucking get out of there. Or you're comfortable, everything, you know, everything besides that is fine. But yeah, it's fine, hair smell, open a window, you know. Mm. To me, there's yeah, gotta totally. be like more. Oh, wow. <sighs> The after getting filet mignon. Oh my God. Fucking, yeah, I yeah, kind of agree. Take. Like if you really want, if that happened, I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't leave, especially if they just cooked me a nice meal. I'm usually the kind of like, let's make the best of some weird, crazy shit that just happened. But if I want to go, I will find an excuse. And someone getting their head set on fire is a pretty good one. Ooh. Yeah. It's, it's tough to recover that mood after. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as long as the person with with their hair on fire is okay and they're comfortable moving forward, I, I think yeah, I could probably be pretty comfortable moving forward too. I just can't. I just have to imagine that but the guy I think like Jay's right. He probably wanted to go. Mm. He probably realized what was up with the baths once he was there, right? Like you know, if you're really like you're crying every day and it's like, no, I'm fine. This is going to be totally fucking sexy, you know? You think he like clued into the heartbreak? I think so. Because that was pretty sexy and pretty fiery, fun person to be around. But she you know? wasn't playing the Adele when it was going down, when it was about to go down. Yeah, it was, it was after. Just... Yeah. yeah. It was after yeah. he left. I mean, how do you guys feel? Like, do you think you can, like, have good sex when you're really sad? Oof. No, Ooh. I would. I think someone would probably pick up on something being weird. And uh, yeah. you have to really commit to acting like you're okay. That's like breakup. You have to really sell it. Yeah. If if even a little bit of sadness comes across, that's not sexy for the other person unless they're like, fuck, right? That is so true. Like, is there, I've, you know, for all the hateful, angry porn, I don't see, you don't see a lot of like sadness porn ever. Like at this funeral, like someone's really sad. It's like, oh yeah, 
You put a dick in your I don't know. I think there's probably a lot of like widow porn. I think the I'm gonna look that up. Tears I'm gonna find out. Where like it emits a chemical and it's like actually turns people off. Yeah, good. but makeup sex is so good and you know I, there's something about mascara running and a teary face which besides choking on a dick which is also associated with that which i think there is something compelling about that you know what it is if you feel like you could like save somebody you know like if they're sad you're gonna make them feel better you know i think there's something there but if somebody's just sad about something else or i think triumphant sex is makeup sex that's a different kind of sex isn't it what <laughs> What? Triumphant sex? Yeah, triumphant. How do you make up? I win. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? We, we resolved the issue. We talked it all out. Let's fuck. Like, that's that's triumphant. Oh, I thought you, like, no, defeated evil or something. Yeah, like, yeah. when that happens, <laughs> that fucking out, I'd be like, yeah, we're fucking, I'm feeling myself. That's all right. I just, uh, I would like to point out that Holly Go Lightly <laughs> is making passes at me in the comments on Twitch. I can't see a thing. Uh, it, not only did they recommend a vegan pulled pork sandwich, but they say, Lucy, I'm tall. Hey. I like it. I want to know who this is. Holly Go Lightly. Feel yourself Holly Golightly. to me. Yeah, the buck has it's been It's not Audrey Hepburn, because that girl has died. Yeah, that. <laughs> so... I have a feeling it's someone else. <laughs> okay, who's gonna do the uh, the, final the final introduction? No, I think Marie can introduce herself. Yeah. What's up? I'm Marie. Um, what is you? <laughs> 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 I feel I love Marie's earrings so much that I just want to say, like, ladies and gentlemen and, and anyone who doesn't identify that way at all, please welcome to the stage. Welcome to the final stage. Story of the night. Marie Soto. So, yeah, like, as a millennial, the economy, not great. <laughs> Job options, limited. So, yeah, I was, I was, like, for a while, I was, like, like trying to get in some dungeons and do some dom work. How do you find dungeons to apply to? Can you talk a little about that? Like what, what's I the- I called in Toronto. And then I, I called up a few. Um, but anyway, yeah. Do like, they ask you for a resume first or you just go straight to the interview? They, they just like asked me what my experience was. And I was like, I did some stuff here and there, some role play stuff, but like I didn't actually like have lived like actual experience. Um, but there was one that was like actually a BDSM studio. Um, like where you make like the straps and the leather gear and the harnesses and like dildos and like um, stuff like that. Uh, and it was really cool. It was like really dope. Like I think a friend forwarded it to me um, and it was in Toronto and it was just, it was like um, independently owned. So it wasn't like a big commercial chain kind of thing with products. So yeah, I, I showed up and this guy, he, yeah, he was the one that like, he was the founder and he like ran it in like a, a small like like camp houses and there's like straps and like leather gear and like harnesses and like bondage gear and uh yeah we talked he asked me what I was doing and I was like uh yeah and he looked over my res like he actually looked over my resume and he was like oh you did art stuff I thought it was pretty cool and I was like thanks and I was like and I know how I'm a very aware of how I look like this is like hi I'm here for the job like what's going on? Um, like, I'm a hard worker, I'm a team player. Like, I'm very aware of that. <laughs> and he, like, and he fully, like, read me like that, too. And I think when he was, like, talking to me, like, it felt like he was trying to talk me. And I was like, no, I want this job. 
he like yeah so he, he like shook my hand and like crushed my hand almost um but then i think what we so what he did was like okay i'm gonna try you out um let's see if you can make some straps um so we did um so like yeah i i cut a few of the belts and like um yeah ties and stuff put some notches um and like yeah he no reaction no reaction on his face whatsoever and i was like i'm not clearly i'm not the right i'm not i'm not it yeah no yeah yeah. i got lost on my way there um but yeah like so yeah i made some stuff and then he he sat me down he's like yeah this is actually really good like this is you did some good work and i was like yes and 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 then he was like but um yeah i don't think you'll be like strong enough to like pour the silicone for the dildos like this guy was doing in the back and it was like a bunch of like other bigger taller scarier looking dudes than me I was like, <laughs> well, well okay <laughs> and then yeah that's yeah. that's my story that's cute i find it so oh, interesting yeah. that you were really like considering to be a, a sex worker to like yeah. kind of make ends meet yeah i feel like i know now like how much work it takes just because it's like you like it's it's something that like i felt like i wasn't good at and like yeah and i feel like doing dumb work i would something was more empowering for me also um being just like a tiny person i can see it i think that like your size would actually be an advantage yeah like i was talking about it with other comedians and then they were like yeah it's because you have like such an innocent looking face and like people be into that kind of thing like these people have been in it for like years and years and like they know their people and like they have a whole like brand going so much respect for sex workers yeah i don't think i've matched with people who are subs on the apps either for some reason but anyway that life yeah right I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. My new thing is like I wanna I wanna open up a sex club and it'll be really, really dope. Um and I wanna get some like AI bots in there and just like have have it like a really good time with all my friends and party it up. And like we'll have like really house rules and like I think I'd be great at it. Can like, I come in and clean the sex robots? <laughs> yeah, dude, you can do whatever. I'm just I kidding. Always, Please like, don't make me do that. <laughs> I just also want to make sure there's good snacks. <laughs> I can help with that. I'm so fascinated by sex robots. I don't know why. It's like the design. Like, what would they be like? Do they have to be like human looking? I remember once having a friend who like didn't, wasn't attracted to humans and only liked like inanimate objects and music. Interesting to think about. It's like sexual synesthesia. It didn't matter that it looked, did not look humanoid at all. It was just like. I think I'd be like attracted to an android. Like someone who's in the middle? Or no, is that a cyborg? Yeah. Right. I also, if, if given the option, I would totally become a cyborg. I want to be a robot. I think that'd be sick. Standard. I think that'd be fucking dope. Which I part of you would you want robotically replaced? Yeah. Oh, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to go. <laughs> and I guess my genitals. Just the front ones, though. Nothing on the top or back. I think it'd be fun to mix up my genitals, put on whichever ones I'm feeling like that. Oh day. yeah, you could like you could switch your genitals on whatever. Yeah, and make new ones. Make like, brand new ones that no one even knew about yet. Like silicon. Yeah, get Maria to pour me some silicon. Like go-go gadget, like uh, genitals. You could totally. Oh my go-go gadget. Fuck both my That's, holes. 
that's what I want from a sex robot. Like I think of like a maternal octopus with like tentacles that are got various sex implements that can like, I just lie in it and it like can pleasure me in lots of ways. And it's not oh, human at all. It's just like devoted mindlessly to pleasuring me. Like a multi-tool of... Yeah, like something that you could imagine on a kid's show at first, but then you look closer at its appendages and it's like, oh dear. It's like fucking, uh, it's like the big comfy couch lady. (laughs) What? What are those really creepy ones called with like the shit on their heads? Like those really The Teletubbies? Like a, yeah, like I want to... Like a fuck tubby? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird thing to want, but that's why we have such a great podcast. They would look so good in a sex dungeon lined up against the wall. Like, With like, like dildos on. on their heads. I saw, I saw um, like, a, a, little special, like a, a segment of like sex dolls where the, this guy designed the sex doll so that it negs you. And it was like literally insulting the guy. And then he was like, why? And it was like all he was doing. And was like, why? She was pretty snarky. I was like, and she was like, kind of not into him, but into him. If a sex doll started negging me, I would kick it out of my apartment. I'd be like, you belong in the streets. I mean, this is going to go from a sex podcast to a sci-fi podcast, but a robot that negs you is getting right to the heart of what's like metaphysically weird about a robot, which is that it doesn't, it can't neg you. It's not negative or positive or anything. It's just mimicking Mm. your behavior. It's not no opinion at all. Do you guys want to open a sex, like, Marie, maybe you gave up too soon on this dream, you know, like. I have to like invest, I have to put away money, and then I was and then it's a go, and then we can figure something out. We have to find a place. We have to see how this pandemic is going to play out. The logistics, the logistics of the sex dungeon, I think, is for another episode. You know what I mean? Like how to, you know, like real estate, being smart about real (laughs) estate in in a pandemic, you know. (laughs) If anyone out there is like a. Yeah, if anyone's an angel investor. Or a sex business owner who wants yes. to school us. Yeah, just teach us how to do it first because we have no expertise and then give us the money to set it up. <laughs> give us the money, give us free information, and then leave us alone. Sounds hot. Okay, guys, I think this was a great episode. I'm really happy with how this went. Marie, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is really, you guys are awesome. You're awesome. Ah. Oh, what a hair toss. What a hair toss. I hope everybody has orgasms for 2020, like an abundance of it. I hope everybody gets to peg. I hope everybody just has a great time in this awful time. I hope everybody has an orgasm like seven to 15 minutes after this show ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 make it quick. Make it quick, okay? <laughs> yeah. I hope you got started. It's a time limit. <laughs> if, you, if you're getting to the 20 minute mark, just give up. Yeah, yeah. All right, everybody. This has been the sex show. Here we go with the outro. Tune in next uh, every two weeks. One week from now, we're going to release the podcast version of this show. It's our schedule from now on. Uh, every two weeks live, alternating weeks uh, releasing the podcast. So stay tuned for more. Our theme song is Sexy Lexi by The Sunset Drip. And you can follow them on Instagram at The Sunset Drip. Produced by J. Mark Kaplan and Lucy Gervais. You can follow us on Instagram at J. Mark Comics and at The Lucy Gervais Show. Keep the change, you filthy animals.